You are listening to The Leak with Rachel Fagletto and Kat Mosley. I'm going to turn that off because it says noise suppression is enabled and maybe that was the problem. I don't know. Hey, everybody. What's up? Hopefully it sounds better than it did before. Um, sounds good now. This test sounds test good. the audio. Hello. 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 Oh, let me. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know. I feel so like weird. I sound all nasally because I like have some kind of, I don't know. It just started. It's like a. I think I think you, my last COVID test expired. You know, does it expire at the end of the month when it says December twenty twenty two? I think that I, means I think I think you have extra time after what's on the label. Like I feel like yeah, I think so too. But the label it's like bread, right? It's like <laughs> it's like milk. Like just taste it, just. <laughs> just, just just smell it. Smell it. <laughs> just smell the COVID test. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. it's the last day of the month, so I'm, I'll, maybe I'll use that one. Yo, four forty-seven p.m. tomorrow is uh, winter solstice. Oh shit! Yeah, we, we gotta make a new name yeah you know, we you know need a I'm new name about. we need wink wink we need a new name. <laughs> <laughs> but this is great it's the darkest days we are in uh, the middle of the darkest day and then it like gets then it gets, it gets lighter. lighter these are still the darkest days but it, it starts getting lighter which i think is just a different feeling than it's getting darker and it's going to stay that way for three months do not do, oh are you there I'm there. Yeah. Okay, cool. Okay. This will be interesting because it was freezy on my end. Y'all, we're virtual again because stuff. Because it's cold and dark. And cold. It's very, like, it's very darkest days outside. And I hate it. My second wave of seasonal depression is coming anytime now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just when I got my workout game back on. Mm Mm-hmm. I noticed a spontaneous, am I going to talk about this? You know, my brain will kick up some like negative thoughts. And I actually caught one where I was like, okay. And by the way, Katanya, you don't actually feel that way. Your brain is just doing a thing. Oh, that's It was a fun little moment. It was a fun little moment. It'll like dredge up a memory of a time from like 27 years ago when I did something dumb. Sometimes it's not that long ago, but you know, it'll do one of those. Get me feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I have 10 to 20 moments in my life that randomly like to pop up yes. in my anxiety, depression brain that yeah. are like either other, like utterly humiliating or yeah. cringy that my brain just likes to be like, remember when you did that? The greatest hits. It yeah. Loves those. It loves those. <laughs> feel this. And all of a sudden <laughs> I'm just it. like frozen like i can't move or speak it's like my brain scrooges me is Mm -hmm. that what a christmas carol is about is it about automatic thoughts is it about a brain eating itself like what (laughs) now i understand screw i'm being scrooged by my brain your brain just wants you to remember like hey you know what you fucked up before yeah remember the worst thing you've ever said (laughs) 
I'm feeling good about work today. <laughs> Remember this? <laughs> but what about this? <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Brian. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you did well during that comedy set? Remember this mm. set? <laughs> oh, good job, Brian. <laughs> Oh, do we want to plug? Speaking of comedy, yes. Speaking of comedy, um, I'm excited to say I'll be hosting uh, the open mic at Helium on January third. New year, new mic. New year, gotta be the first mic because when would the other first mic be? So that feels like something for my life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying it's not, I don't know what it is for helium. Like we haven't like declared love for each other or anything like that. Helium and I aren't like married. We're not like living <laughs> together. I'm just saying that for me, it's like, think... you know, January 3rd. I'm, yeah, maybe I won't kiss helium under the mistletoe, but like helium. I think that January it's, it's 3rd, okay to be in starting a... my year that way is neat. Yeah, yeah. I think like all comedy clubs and venues are in open relationships. <laughs> I don't think that it has to be like... <laughs> <laughs> super uh no i think they swing together i think yeah i think we swing <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's uh ethically non-monogamous <laughs> <laughs> ethically swing maybe. um i am i will post this in time uh to to have this be because i feel like all the other technology anyway shut up rachel um remember that time where you couldn't (laughs) say a plug uh i will be at myers brewing company (laughs) this friday december 23rd so hey like if you you know need something to do before you have to like go see your family it's not a thing that's like oh my wife like my family like go to a show friday night and um that'll be fun uh that has dan clark and Malachi airs on it as well. So that's going to be a super. Go. (laughs) See? See how fun the show's going to be? And then December 30th, I will be at Frankie Bradley's for Next in Line. So again, like another pre holiday, pre game weekend. That's going to be fun. Frankie Bradley's. That's going to be fun. That room, that's different than the other rooms. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to go ahead and just like, fuck it, because like uh, into the new year, January, because this this is like in places, not Philly. So mark your calendars if you're ever asking me like, when am I going to be here? Um, January 20th, I'm going to be at Studio 67 in Medford, New Jersey with Megan Getz. So if you're in New Jersey, burbs, whatever, like January 20th, um, the flyer is on my website. Uh, you can get the information there on how to get a ticket. And March 19th. Seems like it's a while away, but I'll probably sneak up on you. I'm going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina at Goodnights on March 19th. I already said that. That is a Sunday. Um, so that is already up on the website. That is up. Uh, you can buy tickets for that now. Like, don't wait till the last minute. That could be a topic we talk about. Um, last minute. Or just, just like when you know you want to go to a show and like we tell you in advance. And I know because I have ADHD. Um, and I love to wait until the last minute to do things. Uh, but you know, if you know that you want to go, it really helps, especially if it's a show, like if you want to support your local comedian and, um, they are in any way 
you know, uh, influence it like specifically, like if, if we are headlining a show, buy that ticket as soon as you see it up because that impacts us so much. Um, like bookers do not love when there are no ticket tickets sold for like <laughs> weeks and months and shit like that. So yeah, please, oh, uh, I laugh, but oh, received. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It just, it's a good, it's a net when you see, yeah. Like, like if, if a comedian's headlining something, that's like there, that's the time, like, it, you know, it, yes, always support. It's good to always have support, but like for headlining stuff, buy the ticket as soon as you can, because it's that's the time. shit that, you know, like if we're not blowing up on TikTok, like we need you. Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. I want to see those shows. I want to see that Meg Getz show. Shouts to Meg Getz. I want to see it. Yeah, it it should be fun. It's actually uh, being run by the this girl I went to like grade school with, so it should be nice. It should be pretty cool. Yeah. So, um, I saw her recently. Um, I'd say the past couple months. So mm. it, it should be cool. Mm. That's impressive. Grade school friends. I'm impressed by grade school friends. Yeah, I, I, it's not, I, it's not every day. Mm-mm. I grew up in like kind of a, I guess a. Do people say grade school anymore? Because I feel like I say what junior high what or junior say? high. I say junior, junior high, like sixth grade, but that's not what it's called yeah. anymore. What's it called now? It's intermediate. Called intermediate. It's like not. It's like yeah, it's not high school yet, but it's like. You're not in grade grade schools like younger. I don't know. That's elementary. There's like lower, intermediate, high. High is also secondary. Oh, it's not high school anymore. Well, no, it's just a te- like it was secondary school. I don't know who calls them secondary schools, but some high sometimes they call high school secondary. My high school was considered a secondary school. I figured it came after primary school. Uh, okay, yeah. Is this know. just too far down that? All right, yeah, know. we don't need to talk is about that, This is we... not to be a topic. I just, yeah. It's doesn't... curious. Who would decide? But yeah, I know um, intermediate and junior and middle. And yeah, that's it. Okay. Mm. Reeling in my brain. So it's 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 the week of Christmas. It is. It just it just happened, kind of. I didn't really. I mean, do, do we ever see it coming? Really? I mean, I have Christmas carols in my brain. That's terrible because I'm like, it's beginning to look like. Uh, <laughs> I I would like to bestow my favorite. Uh, it's like the Rick. I feel like the Rick role of Christmas songs is Dominic the Donkey. So what? I just like to mention it, the Italian Christmas Donkey. I feel like okay. I have a theory about this song, and I feel like it's um like a Mandela effect thing because, and I I looked it up recently because I introduced it to yet another person. It's this, it's this dumb song about this Italian Christmas donkey that was, I can't remember the guy who wrote it. He wrote it in like, I don't know, the sixties or something. And he's, 
I think he's from, he's either from North Jersey or New York because Dominic the Donkey's from Brooklyn, apparently, um, according to the song, which I've never listened to it that deeply until recently. But it's this dumb song that I don't, I feel like people from New Jersey, like, they, it's like they swear we grew up with it, but I don't really remember growing up with it. I remember it happening sometime around like high school, high school, whatever you want to call it, secondary school. And like, like as a late teen, young adult, all of a sudden Dominic the donkey was everywhere. And when I Wikipedia it, it looked like it made this huge resurgence in like, I forget in like 2000 something, like it was written in the sixties and then nothing really happened with it. And then all of a sudden, like it was on the top of the charts for some reason, like, uh, yeah. It, it, so I, my theory is like, it happened and then we all had to like pretend we knew about it the whole time. But I just want to go <laughs> ahead and say that I don't really think I knew that song until I was older. I mean, there's a lot of lyrics here. Yeah, it's you gotta really hear it to a, we probably can't play it on here, but um I'm thinking we yeah. I encourage everybody to um to listen Dominic to it. Dances. <laughs> Children sing and clap their hands and Dominic starts to dance. They talk Italian to him and he even understands. <laughs> yeah, it's a Christmas miracle. I never knew Dominic, though, like all these years. I don't think I've ever heard of See, Dominic the donkey. It's it's like a it's like a Matrix thing. I <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like somehow Dominic the donkey just got like spliced into our lives. Santa's got a little friend. His name is Dominic, the cutest <laughs> little donkey. You never see his dick. I want to say that, but no, it's, you never see him kick. I was like, I don't remember that part. <laughs> but it wouldn't surprise me if it's just in there. <laughs> I mean, they must have thought it when they wrote it. I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that they, you know, would get like drunk sometimes and sing it that way. What rhymes would kick? Yeah, I mean, how? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But you never see his dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Seeing dicks is fine. It's sure. fine to see dicks when it's fine to see dicks. It's fine. It's fine when it's fine. Like yeah. you never see his dick is like, wow, Dom you know, thank you, Dominic. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for hiding it until I was ready. Yeah. Because that's what you want. Yeah, I'll just just keep it put away, and it may never come. The time I don't know that I ever want to see Dominic the Donkey's dick. Right. So. Right, you have to get to know him first. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe have a drink, mm -hmm. feel it out. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know if I'm gonna have a drink with. <laughs> <laughs> Or you but know, no, the, yeah. I mean, you just, you don't have, all you have to do is whatever you want. That's all you have to do. So. That was the theme of the last podcast, I think. Yes. Because I think that's where we are right now is just. Okay. Because we were talking about this right before. There's so much to do. 
because I think we were like, what's your time like? And what's your time like for this podcast? And it's like, I'm like, eh. it's like, if I don't have immediate something scheduled, I'm just like, my brain automatically starts like filling the space with stuff. Cause I'm like, oh, I have all this stuff I have to do that I am so behind on. And then I was just like the stuff. And then you cringed when I said stuff. The stuff. Because it's so, so much. much stuff. And then you do so much stuff. And there's so much more stuff more to do. more stuff. Yeah. Every day when I wake up in the morning and I'm like going through, like I'm doing the stuff I could do in the morning, which is so, I don't know why there is so much to do in the morning. I don't remember there being so much stuff to do in the morning in my entire life as there is to do now. Is this getting older? Because I feel like some of it's cat stuff. I have a lot in the morning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like I have to do puppies medicine and I have to get their food. Cause like then when we wake up, Twig thinks it's time to like, be a terrorist and you know twig is a cat um puppy is a cat if you're a listener you, you think you would know uh, that you might know that by now yeah so i gotta do their stuff i gotta like get the coffee i gotta do vitamins drink water but then you gotta like just like brush your teeth even when you just wake up but you want to do it at the right time like like there's enough space between coffee but then wash your face but there's just all this it's like little stuff like just these little things that all and i'm just like wait i thought i had like like a half it takes like a half hour to do this stuff and i'm like this is annoying <laughs> like yeah and I'll, and I'll talk to the cats and i'm just like there's too much to do there's too, and i just every day i'm like there's too much to do there's too much to do <laughs> there's too much to do <laughs> i yeah I get up. Yeah, my pre-coffee thing is basically like to goop my hair, to put my hair products in. Because I have a couple of different hair products that are now my routine, like a scalp oil and then a spray and conditioner and then something moisturizing, something curl enhancing. And it could be too much, but I like the texture. But if I do that on my way out, like there's a reach. Certainly I was doing things when I was young, right? Like I did things to get ready in the morning, certainly. But everything now is like logic through thought, through reason, doubt. There's a reason for the routine and why I do it when I do it. Like I don't, it feels more and less automatic at the same time, more intentional, like I am doing it and I am doing it this way for a reason. Gotta goop my hair first because I'm too old to be walking around with like white residue in my hair because my hair hasn't soaked up the stuff yet. And by the time you get to be like whatever it is, our ages, because we're different ages, but whatever it is, like at some point you just figure it out. These things have to happen in the morning but it feels like more and more things is the point or something the routine is feeling longer the intentions are feeling more numerous there is a lot of them 30s was when i really started um that was like when i started like uh realizing i couldn't just leave the house with my hair the way i was leaving Mm. the house like i just Mm. wouldn't i'd be like whatever i'll just let it be crazy but like it i didn't I look at pictures of myself in my twenties and I'm like, what the fuck was I doing? Like mm-hmm. I was just walking around like I don't know. Um mm-hmm. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, yep. And there are still things I'm not doing. Like my nails get dirty over the course of the day. Right now they're a little bit jagged and dirty. There's still like some other details that could fit. Yeah. I also was going to say that I think the more demanding my day job life gets, the more demanding my pre-work routine gets. Yeah. Because so. like people look at you and that's just, mm -hmm. whether it's right or wrong, they look at you and you have to deal with it. With folks, and I'm like, I'm not gonna skip after shower body oil mm -hmm. because I don't have a ton of time to get ready today. Why? Because work, that's why it could be like, fuck work, but it's just like, no, I know what work is gonna do. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to compromise this, knowing how much of a toll work is going to take on my mind and body. I'm going to do this for my mind and body. And like, it smells better. It's so interesting. Is this, what is this? Is this self-care? <laughs> like I, it I smells better. It might look better that my skin is more nourished. Like that's important. And it becomes more and more negotiable. Like when I think about a long day ahead, I'm I'm like, I'm going to do this. Well, because it's like, you could say it's like fuck work, but it's fuck work in one way or another. So it's either like, I'm going to be late or I'm going to like not be my best. Mm -hmm. Like I need to do this to be my best, mm -hmm. to feel my best, to look my best, to, mm -hmm. you know be mm -hmm. as present as I can be, or I could be there on time and be a mess. So, mm -hmm. you know, it's like quality mm -hmm. over quantity kind of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I feel like we've been duped into thinking like just regular care and self care, <laughs> like just doing what we need to do is like, it's like, Oh, it's self care. It's like, well, actually like society wants me to look younger and to like look, less tired mm. and I have makeup on and all these things and to be not as hairy on my face and glow a little bit, but don't be too shiny. And all. so actually like, is it even care? It's more like self-preservation. It's not self-care. <laughs> it's like, it's like self-defense. When you say society, yeah. I say <laughs> self-defense. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, you don't have to wear makeup. It's like, sure, I don't have to wear makeup. We've talked about this, but it's like, yeah. But then I have to deal with but, all of the little yes. things that happen when I don't wear makeup. And you it's don't just want that easier. Smile. You just don't. Yeah. I don't, you don't want me without makeup. I can do it. Have done it. Might go back to doing it. Might get, you know, be out here without it right now. Don't tell me I don't need makeup, you know? Yeah, maybe you don't need makeup and that's good for you. That's great. Yeah. Congratulations. I think that's, I love that for you. That's what the kids say, right? Is that what, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't speak for the kids. I, I love that. I, <laughs> yeah. I think the next time someone tells me I don't need makeup, I'm going to be like, you need makeup. 
I have to find the right <laughs> intonation. No, but you do. <laughs> what do I? <laughs> like, listen, don't tell me what I don't need. And I won't tell you what you need. How about that? You need to mind your own business. How about, How about that? that? How about that? <laughs> and I mean it in so many ways. I mean, mentally, you need makeup. Like you need to, mm. you know, have a, you just sit and think about a thing that you do to feel better navigating the world. However, superficially, come on, empathy opportunity. Yo, I am experiencing, and like we were talking about this and I did just, damn, I'm going to go ahead and sit for a moment with, cause we're on zoom and like started zooming when we were what it, I I re, I don't like saying LD. LD stands for lockdown because uh, yeah. I because like I was reminded that we weren't actually locked down. That is a very different thing. So I, yeah, um, that's it's taking a long time to find the words. But when we could not be in a room together and we're doing this, that was a different time in our lives. I realized that you still had work demands, though. You were still working remotely mm-hmm. um but like what jobs are doing right now i'm just struck by how different the state of mind was or at least the way people were describing our states of mind to us that we were valuing jobs differently what were they calling it like the mess a lot of people were quitting jobs a lot of it, people were switching still, careers it's still happening the turnover is like really high and people are kind of just well like now what is it quietly quitting that's Mm -hmm. I think that's like the back to the workforce version of it is like people I which I hate because it's just like it's people doing their job and not going like above and beyond and breaking their back to not Mm -hmm. get paid more to Mm -hmm. you know but they're Mm -hmm. still doing their job they're meeting all the job requirements they're not Mm -hmm. like cutting corners they're just saying, okay, I'm done at this time and that's what I'm doing and I'm done for the day mm-hmm. and I'm not do- not doing this overextending thing. Um, mm-hmm. But it's called quietly quitting, which I think is like passive aggressive on purpose. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Mm-hmm. 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 It's funny, quietly quitting is like kind of propaganda-ish because it has quitting in it. Yep, that's why I don't like it. That's because you, yeah. it makes it sound like you're not putting forth effort when in fact people are putting forth like just the regular amount of effort that it should take to do the job exactly the way it needs to be done. Happening for Ooh, you got a little I remember. Okay, no. Oh no, don't do it. I know, I heard it too a little bit. Okay. Better not. Hello. Yes. No, it's good now. Yeah. But like in early 2000s, I remember friends on jobs and I think there was stuff, market, real estate, things had happened then, historical. Sorry, it's been a long day. So this brain is not pulling up whatever went on in the early 2000s with our economy. But my friends noticed that they were doing like one and a half jobs, 1.75 jobs. Mm -hmm. Like they had been doing a job. And now they were doing multiple jobs. And it's so like not oh, safe it's... to do well under those 
I was saying it's not safe to do well under those circumstances, because if you do well doing one and a half or 1.75 jobs, then that becomes the expectation. So like the meritocracy isn't safe anymore or whatever that is. Is that part of meritocracy? Like doing well, I I think is like the big, well, doing well isn't safe anymore. (laughs) It doesn't work. You can't ascend. You actually stay in like... Yeah. I don't know what to call the group of people who keep working well under inequitable or unjust circumstances. Just. It was hard for me to Mm -hmm. slow that. I'm not going to say I stopped doing it because I, and not just like my regular job, but like even comedy, like just, um, everything and every aspect of my life, the part of me that I think I have like a bit like of an addiction to work. So, which was not easy for me in pandemic. I think I've talked about it. Like I I was like, I need to be busy because otherwise I'll have a breakdown, but yeah, not getting, I mean, we, we condition people that way, right? You start like entry level, you're doing like, this annoying work nobody wants to do and getting paid hardly anything. Like, why is it entry level? Like, like mm-hmm. we don't get paid for emotional labor. You go to college and then you have to intern for no money. You know, mm-hmm. we do the same thing in mm-hmm. comedy. You have to like do all this unpaid work like forever mm-hmm. um, or like very low paid work. And we don't, and we don't raise prices. Like even when inflation gets, I mean, and that's the thing. Inflation makes it so not only, can you not thrive? But then it's like, then your expectations are to keep going above and beyond. And you're actually getting paid less because everything, the cost of everything is higher. So Mm. it's hard. It's hard to like, because I realized in my life, it's not just, it wasn't just about that, but I just don't know how to, um, I'm not, I'm not great with boundaries. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's hard when you, cause like when you care about something, you're like, like, I care about my work. I was, I wouldn't want to work. Like I wouldn't want to work if I didn't care about it. So it's this fucked up thing where you have people that like, it, it's like, you're almost like if you take pride in your work, you're just like not rewarded or not even rewarded. That's why I, I do even have it be called rewarded for it. It's like you said, you're doing a job and a half and in pandemic, that's what happened. Like people that were still working, we were all doing like two jobs because we had our job and then this other set of things that nobody really knew how to put together, but we had to figure it out. So it was like double the work in a pandemic. And honestly, like, no, like my brain was not like, I was keeping it busy. That was good. But like, I wasn't good. Nobody was, mm. I mean, nobody was good. Nobody was good. Mm. We didn't fix it. And now it's like, well, like come back to the, you know, workplace and just act normal. And, you know, and we're going to pay the same rates and the same standards, even though like it is insane to buy groceries right now. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think people are just getting over it. It's like, I can't, I'm not going to be good. I'm not like, like, what good am I if I can't like self-care or self-preserve, mm-hmm. you know, if I can't even afford to like self-preserve enough to do the job. 
He had a lesson in me. At, there's a, I, I, I feel like, uh, I feel like labeling it like a less mature part of me because the grown up part of me still gets up and goes to work and mm-hmm. is like, there is so much wrong with so many of these structures. And we all know it. All the people know it. The people doing the structures have the degrees that require you to learn about the structures. So like everybody who's doing that knows that's how I see this sorry if those sentences didn't make sense but i'm like the people who control it no because you're required to know this stuff it's so wrong and then that's when i want to refer to those parts as the adolescent part of me i'm like this is ridiculous comedy is where i get to say it thank you for listening to the leak the leak is where i get to say it i'm still gonna get up and be a grown-up and do my job in such a way that like I appear to believe in it because that ultimately is what I like to do. I like to do a job well. I, I yeah. if I have a job, I like to do it well. Turns out that under my current retail circumstances, I can eat, I can do it for retail. I just find a way to be like authentic with it, so I like I can. <laughs> But it's so wrong. (laughs) So much is so wrong. So much is so wrong. I still feel like this is a pandemic phase. This is a, this is a like, and I feel duped by the fact that I don't know if they're still talking this way, but it was like employers need employees really badly and they're doing whatever they can to get you. Um, is that still part of the talk? I haven't heard that talk in a while, but there was a period like, when we were coming out again, where it was all about how much employers were doing to get a new employees, to get people to apply. I think we're doing more things, but it's just, I mean, like people are doing more things, but it's just not, it's almost like, um, it's like you said, it's the structure. Um, oh, and I just realized we're there, oh. but, um, it's a like it's the structure that's the problem because it's like it's like it it it's like a shitty ex you know it's like they're gonna say all the right things and they might change the behavior for a while or even change a behavior or behaviors like permanently but like the root of it is still there like there's mm. like the actual relationship hasn't change just because like maybe two or three things have changed it still isn't the nature of the employee employer relationship in that dynamic the dynamic doesn't change Mm. because the employer hasn't actually changed they just became desperate when they were losing employees and they were willing to do they were willing to change enough behaviors to get employees and if they were maybe a little bit more self-aware to keep the employees. So it's That's like, we have to keep doing these things. But then once we did, it's like, okay, but we did a, B and C and we're still doing a, B and C. So we clearly care, but they're not making any effort to make themselves less comfortable to make their employees even more comfortable without being asked or threatened. Mm. That's the problem. They only do it when there's a fire under them. 
So they do it because they have to, not because they actually care about the employee, the employee's well-being, and and pre what's the word like preemptively doing things to keep the employee's well-being secure um, before things happen in life and society and pandemic or whatever. Oof. And that all just came now. That way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but that tends to been, be what it takes. Boiling, it takes a problem. Yeah. 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 And different businesses are structured differently. Like they're not all profit driven. They're not, but there is like bottom line stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. whatever your resources are. So maybe it's not like turning over money. Maybe it's like having people there to do the job. That is your resource, your main, your business. Funding. Yeah. Yeah. Justification for funding. And there are bottom lines for that too. Yep. Yeah. That'll make a company make some promises. It's a bump. Yo, I, you know, sometimes I say that I've dated my employer, like, because of the way my employer behaves. Um, and whoa. Some people that I've dated, one thing they would do is treat me like I was them, like I had their drives. And I feel like that's what an employer does, like mm. the whole, like, um, the negative reinforcement thing that you just described. Like the employer has to be in trouble, suffering, something bad. And then they'll make a move. Because otherwise they have the upper hand, right? Because yeah. they're the one like feeding you. Um, it's kind of funny. That just made me think of like the the dating comparison and the employer comparison of like the employer treating you like they have your same drives. But then also like if you're an empathic person like sometimes you might make the same mistake of treating your employer yes as like if they have your drives yeah i thought my employer cared i really did when we were new together over time i realized that my employer doesn't care because that's not what an employer does what we have is a contract and i'll and give the benefit of doubt that. yep sometimes for a long time and just be yep. like well you know they have to do this because blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like know what it's like to do this job or that job. So like, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. I just have to trust. And mm-hmm. yeah, sometimes um, your best interest really, it, it just isn't like people are really going to just do what they're going to be them first and their family, which I think, you know, survival. So mm-hmm. I get it, but also like, maybe I do need to start thinking more about myself and my survival. Yep. Ooh, What's didn't even know on? that was going to get. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't even, I hope it's okay for me to say, we don't even have kids. We're not even doing that whole Christmas thing on top of this. Maybe the, is this compassion bubbling up inside me? Like, what are working parents doing right now because i feel like employment is just like this you help me to remember that 
like a couple weeks ago. So I remember a specific moment where you were, I, I don't know if you were saying this was all jobs or if you just described. Um, so when we were talking about medicine mm-hmm. and what work is like for doctors, mm-hmm. I was like, right, this is all indus- industries. This transcends industry, this work experience right now. Oh yeah, they got. I think it's a lot of people. Numbers and they're like, even if they're a doctor that cares, they're mm-hmm. you know they have to like meet some kind of like arbitrary number from a higher up that doesn't really give a shit about patient care. So mm-hmm. it's like then you burn out like good doctors. Crazy. Okay, so people, people are. I want to say crazy, and uh. And I'm going to go ahead and say crazy. I am so not Mm. wanting to alienate people with language. So let me say that and then like say these words uh, and hope people get my intentions. Okay. So folks were crazier, like as in more crazed Mm -hmm. after being locked down. Like this was a transformative Mm -hmm. couple of years and it shifted how people interact in public. So there's like reentering the world after not really being in the world for a while. But corporations got crazier, too. I feel like they got crazier, too. I think that's an appropriate word, honestly. I I mean, that's how it felt. That's how I felt. I felt crazed. And I don't feel like that's an inappropriate use of the word. I like considering how I felt, how I felt like was not was not well, to say the least. Um. I wouldn't describe it in completion because I wouldn't want anybody to be concerned. Um, mm-hmm, so I feel like mm-hmm. it's okay to say that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like the way corporations were behaving, I, I think that's what caused it. It, it was, it was actually crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then crazy on crazy, make more crazy. This, I mean, it's a, it's a term. Uh, I mean, when you, uh, uh, the narcissistic abuse language is like, it's like a form of, I don't know if it's like a form of gaslighting or like in the umbrella of gaslighting, but crazy making like that, mm-hmm. like it's a exhausting, it's an, it's a, it's a method of exhausting a victim, you know, it, I hate to use the word victim, but I mean, I feel like that kind of was what was happening to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like giving reasons, but the reasons don't really make sense, but like, here's what we're doing now. Like, remember like when the whole like uh, COVID, like, oh, now it's only like five days instead of 10 days. And, but if you get symptoms, count it from the symptoms, but if you get a test, do it like this. And it was just like, but what does it mean? <laughs> like, what does mm-hmm. it mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Nobody mm-hmm. could answer that. Mm-hmm. And that felt like crazy making. It's like, everybody mm-hmm. was just like, well, what the fuck? Does, like, what, mm-hmm. what? What means what? Just tell me mm-hmm. what means what. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They had me thinking like a person with a red baseball cap on. <laughs> I know a lot of sports teams. A Philly, Philly, but y'all know. But yeah, I reached a point of being like, what are we saying? And it wasn't partisan. It was. Just, I wanted the end of that sentence was Biden administration. What are we saying? Biden administration? Yeah. Biden. It, it was all like, okay. What? Okay, what? CDC. 
see do you see these nuts what like what, what? okay i'm sorry um no i love it i'm shaking my head at the fact that like liberals how'd y'all feel about that liberals when all of a sudden it was like and by the way just five days now the end <laughs> how'd you feel i didn't love the five-day thing i mean the five-day thing is great it's great if sci- i think science is doing what it do but i think I definitely saw COVID talk impacted by the economy as Mm -hmm. a major concern. I mean, we as people might be concerned about the economy, but also politically, it was very important. I saw it as like, I mean, it's kind of like we talked about this too, like, or recently, I don't know if it was on here or off, but how like doctors will give you like more days than you should in general like Mm -hmm. you know if you're not supposed to have sex after like Mm -hmm. whatever procedure um you know it'll they'll give you like another day or two or just like the max Mm -hmm. amount of day like there's a there's like a minimum to maximum but they might give you depending on the doctor they might give you like the maximum days because they know in general like not all patients are gonna follow it so I just saw it as like, okay, do like, do we just like not care now? Like, were they telling us like 10 days because they were being super conservative and now we can't afford to be conservative or be like, I ended up like calling my doctor, like after I had it last year, cause I'm like, can I do this show? Because I haven't gone out in 14 days. So I know mm-hmm. like by the time I, but I was still having like a faint positive and I think my doctor was just like, she was just like, well, this is what we know. And this is why we do that. So I think you're okay. But if you were going to like see an older relative that like, isn't sit, like, isn't doing well, I wouldn't do that. You know, maybe wait till it's negative, but that's why we tell you not to keep testing. But I was testing because I finally got tests <laughs> and I was like, I and wanted a negative test. You were testing. I wanted a negative test, but then she said, well, there's like false positive rates and false negative rates too. And it's this percent or that percent. I'm like, there's false positive rates. I thought that, I, I don't know. I mean, I know that there are, but I just feel like false positives are like less likely than the false, like, whatever. But I knew I had it. Cause like I had a hard positive, like whatever, it doesn't matter. But it, I, I think that it's like, they have to follow recommendations and then they have to explain it to patients. And then, and then patients are going to interpret it how we interpret it. And it was crazy making. I think it was crazy making. I... It was crazy making and they, they made me want to buy a red hat. I get the science part. I get the science part, but I also get like people are going to people like even scientists, mm-hmm. people, doctors, definitely people. They people oh. all over your face. Doctors. <laughs> doctors. <laughs> that's, that's why they know. Doctors, people in line at a retail establishment. They people everywhere. <laughs> doctors, are people, doctors are people. Do we do we want to go to the? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna go to the Patreon because we're back on our bullshit. <laughs> Think so. But thanks for listening and thanks for sticking with us. Thanks um, for hanging in there with us. It was important for Merry Christmas. It was important for us to Merry like Christmas. get together, carve out time. Is this a mama guilt trip? But like for real, forgive the my energy in this. It's the solstice. 
Oh, forgive my sniffles. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have some kind of winter, not COVID. <laughs> One of the sicknesses nobody cares about. It's terrible. <laughs> oh, you don't have COVID? Whatever. Whatever. Okay. Happy holidays. 